This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Lineup Podcast. James, Andrew, Matt here to give you a Turkey Day recap and some fresh reactions after this holiday weekend. The Lions came out gunning in their first possession with a quick score, but the hype and energy was short-lived as we couldn't keep the lead in the end of the game. Lions 14, Bears 16. We moved to Week 12, still without a win. Unfortunately, the Lions' winless saga continues, and to quote the famous... Carl C.J. Johnson from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which perfectly describes our fan base and how they feel leading up to this Vikings game. I give you, ah, shit, here we go again. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Was I mean, I feel like you could listen to like half of our recent podcasts and get the same reaction out of us at this point. How many, how many times are we going to lose on a last second field goal? Technically, have the lead with zero seconds on the clock and not going to win. You know, I think this is the third time. I'm expecting at least one more in the next few games. Uh, I mean, for what other way to spend Thanksgiving as a Lions fan than go through the heartbreak that, you know, we've had in the last, I mean, my entire lifetime. Worse worse for some other people, but very fitting for our team. And, you know, hope everyone had a good holiday because it wasn't a great start. Yeah, we had a uh, hope you guys had a good turkey day, by the way. But I'm glad I didn't start eating until after the game had ended. I'm just gonna, I was very happy to have waited to not have any food in my stomach after watching that disgusting, repulsive, vomit worthy <laughs> ending. Watching, watching freaking Andy Dalton drive the ball eight and a half minutes down the field. <sighs> it was rough. Hey, yes. uh, we, we had a golf outing, uh, with a ton of people we know from our hometown. And uh, I had the whole, um, you know, the, the bar in the, the country club all on the Lions money line bandwagon. I convinced probably about six or seven people. You <laughs> idiot. <laughs> the drinks were flowing since 8 a.m. So we everyone was feeling a little uh, frisky on, on a little underdog bet. And, you know, Lions come out gunning in that first drive, throw that 40 yard pass, whatever it was, um, place went nuts, <laughs> place went nuts. I look like a guy. Oh yeah. Oh, we, then, um, we, oh, we were, we were going nuts. Um, we hundred percent should have probably been back with our families at that time, but, uh, the beer, the beer, <laughs> the, beer, the, beer the beer was flowing. So, and then quick after that, um, you know, we had a decent first quarter not to express, you know, pass through this game but you know couldn't get anything else for the the rest of that quarter and then you know before you know it halftime comes and we're down right so same shit different day i made good of my i made good of my word to play lions money line although i put a small bet and i put a bigger one on plus three and i'm glad i played the plus three there you go if i had only played money line i would have been very effing miffed at myself but i'm glad i played the plus three and i had a little bit of a wherewithal to know that uh, had I played money line, I would have been stuck with an inevitable last second field goal. So hooray for me. So the big 
you know, before we get into, I guess, any, you know, takeaways of this game of just like performance and whatnot, um, Swift news today, potential, you know, that he, you know, there's a chance he's missing two weeks. Uh, what is this team without DeAndre Swift right now? Bad. I mean, what were we before? <laughs> not good. <laughs> somewhat, somewhat watchable. We're going from not good to bad, in my opinion. Um, no, I mean, he, he's our focal point. It's so clear. And, you know, I love Jamal Williams. I love what he's brought to the team. But when you make him a workhorse three down back, like you were starting to see a little bit towards the end of the game, um, you, you see that, you know, that's not the player he is. We need to get the, the backups in. Obviously, you got to give guys a break. And the, the Williams-Swift combo has been pretty solid for us overall. I know they've been banged up at their own times. But if we don't have him, uh, I don't like where we are going forward. You know, he's such a focal point for the offense, especially if we're not throwing the ball that well, like we haven't been the last few games or even all season. So it's going to be tough. So, I mean, hopefully we can get some type of offense the next few games if he's not there. But, I mean, we've got to put a lot on the coaches to game plan with the personnel that we have. But, you know, it's the story of the year. Injuries, you got to find someone off the practice squad, whatever it is, and plug them in and get some production out of them. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But losing a guy like Swift is not good. Yeah, I think honestly, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say that this is going to be a blessing in disguise because it's not a, never a blessing to lose your best player. But um, given what we saw out of the short passing game on Thanksgiving Day and how effective it could be once they start stringing a couple of passes together, and you know, given how passive Dan Campbell was with the play calling, I think this might be a small opportunity to see what else we can do in the short passing game. Um, given that Swift is out, so maybe they can focus a little bit more on that pass offense, you know, get these guys a little bit more involved and see what they can do with the, sh- with the short deck. So, but like you said, Drew, it's never really good to lose your best player. So, Yeah, so uh, we're going into the Vikings game, you know, both sides of the ball, uh, actually without their number one running back. So uh, that does help. But, uh, you know, going back to two pods ago when, you know, uh, me talking about fantasy backup running backs and uh, how, you know, even though the number one's out. Madison is projected like 19 against us. So <laughs> Jamal, Jamal's actually getting like 14 or so. So that was actually pretty cool to see because I feel like I said we never get that. But um, bright spot of this game, you know, we lost. I, we still give out a game ball, even though we lost. Uh, Goff had a good game. I, I'll, I'll give him that actually. 21 for 25, 170 uh, in the air. Um, two TDs, no picks. Uh, still, I feel very conservative in, in, in his, you know, uh, in his throws. But uh, other than that, I mean, four incomplete passes you can't complain about. We're still very low in that actual yards um, over the air. But, uh, yeah, a little more ball security this time. So, I think, you know, I think you have to give it to him because no one else really shined. Uh, wouldn't even credit Hawkinson because, you know, just one touchdown on, on three catches didn't really have a day. So, uh I'll give Goff the game ball for this one. I can get down with that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he did anything to lose the game, really. He definitely didn't do anything to win it, obviously, because we didn't. But, you know, everyone knows he was fighting through some injuries. Uh, I respect the toughness to go out there on the holiday. You know, it's a big day in Detroit. 
and getting out there in his first year, regardless of what he's going through, you know, it's something you respect. And, you know, he gave it a fight, 170 yards through the air, two touchdowns. Uh, not an incredible day, but nothing to say that we lost the game because of him, which is not something that we've been saying too much about him over the last few weeks. So I, I respect it. You know, I love the toughness out of him and just hope seeing it going forward. Hope to see it. Yeah, again, though, just, you know, the times where, you know, we got a quick first down, we just couldn't do anything after that. It's, it, it just, uh, I don't know, it, it kills. It kills off, the offensive line did him zero favors in that game at all. So that Absolutely. even, I think that speaks more to the point of, of how well he actually played, given how bad the offensive line looked penalty-wise and, um, and stopping the defensive front, but. Yeah. Well, again, you talk about Lions, Lions defense doing their job, 16 points given up, uh, you know, rushing game, rushing defense was actually really nice. We kept them under 60 yards, another nice showing. Uh, but, you know, again, with a very depleted secondary, a um, few penalties here and there that cost us, I think, definitely some yardage. Um, I think Mooney was really the only one that uh, kicked our ass. So. And Jimmy Graham too, but it, like you said, our defense is playing with the with the short deck we have on defense and the way Aurora is playing. We're I'm, that's that's super encouraging. I feel like the only really encouraging thing right now is how down we are injury wise, but how well we've actually managed to play on third and short, you know, and you know, and on, on these long pass plays, we've actually been we've actually been holding up pretty well. Yeah, I mean. No, no complaints about the defense, in my opinion. You know, Olaria has been looking pretty solid. He had a great pick, uh, saved the game at the time. I think we might be getting our, our rookie this year back, uh, Melifonwu, whether it's this week or hopefully in the next couple. He's we might see in that. Yeah, it, hopefully week. it is this week. Uh, so, I mean, throw another rookie in there, see what he could do. Um, yeah, no, no complaints on the defense. Three points in the second half. And it was as time expired. So they played their asses off. Um, I, I think the offensive line, like you said, really killed us. And that's what we were hoping was the, the best part of our team going into the year. We've seen some woes recently by them. Um, and I mean, does it go back to coaching? Um, just injuries and shifting around, getting new guys on the line, whatever it is, Ragno not being there. Uh, you can point fingers all you want, but the, the line hurt us on Thanksgiving. There's no doubt about that. Ah, it just popped in my head. Where was Lynn during the game? You know, I, I thought he was in the booth. I think he was in the booth. Was he? I think he was upstairs, yeah. I didn't notice. I, was... I, need, some, I need some video evidence. I actually yeah, just I crossed my mind that we actually uh, took a little $5 bet on that. I'm going to have to go back to the the, the gentleman's bet lives on <laughs> the game highlights and actually see where he he landed um yeah but uh 10 10 penalties uh i mean with with this team where you know the bears were not you know threatening us much i mean that uh, you you have to say at least you know a few of those cost us points at the end of the day i think uh, joe buck said it we had two drives with a third and 32 i believe yeah. it was Shocking to have one, and we had two. We had two Never separate drives where we had see. three straight penalties on offensive line, guys. Two different drives of three consecutive penalties <laughs> in a row. Yep. Crazy. It's brutal. It, 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 it's so tough. It's so tough. Yeah, I mean, the team, you know, looking at, you know, if that same thing happens next week against the Vikings, 
no shot. No shot, even with without Dalvin Cook. You know, Cousins has been playing very good football, in my opinion, this year. Uh, he's getting to his receivers. They're, they're scoring. Um, they got a good offense. Uh, they, they always have over the last few years, and uh, they will completely dominate us if we – I mean, again, uh, we can't get into the 20s. So, I mean, if our defense does the job and keeps them close to around 20 points, we have to, we have to obviously keep that in line. Um, but we're, again, it's a young team making very costly mistakes. And, uh, here we are week 13, uh, <laughs> still winless. Crawling. Still winless. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, did anything else really catch your eye from, from this game? That's like worth really, you know, I want to say calling out on someone or, uh, just something that you know you were really impressed by i mean because again all about this pot at this point is talking about the positives with a worst case team so matt what do you have <laughs> um i mean the two positives that really come to mind i watched i watched the whole game and then i watched the condensed game following back jack fox i mean just, just in terms of helping that defense with field position he's been one of the best punters in football all year oh, well. I mean, it's not great when you're looking at it's not great when you're looking at your punter as a bright spot, but he flipped the field for us more than once. So, I mean, it definitely helps the defense to get him pinned deep. So he's been he's been a baller. So he'll probably be a pro baller. And honestly, when when Campbell wasn't being conservative with his you know three consecutive rushing plays and a cloud of dust and a punt, when they actually were getting protection and throwing the ball short, they were actually picking up nice chunk yardage and then able to build up play action from that. So I, I'm really hoping that you know, the, the two or three drives that we saw were they were able to drive the ball via short pass plays like they had in the third quarter before they had those three consecutive penalties. They were able to drive the ball, you know, almost 45 yards in two plays. And then they had a three penalty in a row and then the drive was over. But there is some promise there. If we can get Goff some time, he can dump it off the middle to these guys and let them create in space like Amon Ross St. Brown and Jamal Williams and Khalif Raymond. They can, they can do that. That's what that's their strong suit, and hopefully we can play a little bit more to their strong suit, you know, this week against Minnesota, and just to see what they can do in the short passing game. For sure. And then, and then is how many more games do we give Dan Campbell before, assuming Anthony Lynn is still a member of this coaching staff? How many more games, based on what we've seen, do we give Dan Campbell that play calling right uh, instead of Lynn? I'm not going to be barking probably for the rest of the year at this yeah. point. You know, you don't have a win. You know what the roster is. You signed a guy for a six-year contract. You're, you're not taking responsibility away from him or causing issues this early on in his tenure. So I, I think this year is just to ride it out, see how it goes, and regroup in the offseason. I can't imagine you're bringing Antonin back if uh, he's kind of just sitting there chilling, not doing much. Um so, I mean, reassess your issues in the offseason and just ride it out for now. That's what I would imagine they got to do. Yeah, we got a we got a tough three game stretch coming up now. We got the Vikings, the Broncos, and Cardinals, and then we got our we got Falcons and Seahawks, which are right now as it stands now two very winnable games. Um, do we want to win? Do we want to lose with draft position and whatnot? Um, that's 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 TBD. But I think I think what Dan Campbell is looking to do in these next couple of games is is what we talked about most of the season, given our win loss records, just to see what these young guys can do, 
get guys like Melanfonu back on the field, see how, you know, see their position possibly for next year. Um, don't get beat too bad by the good teams and try not to ruffle Dan Campbell's feathers, you know, because he's like James or like Drew said, he's going to be here for another five years. So we don't want to ruffle, you know, too many feathers too soon, but I think he's going to be the play calling guy for the foreseeable future. Hope so. So, uh, you know, now, now flip to the other side of the ball, going into a little different area of the game, talk about draft picks um, in Lions recent history. Uh, Deshaun Han came out with an injury settlement today, uh, meaning he's released. Uh, so that ends a four-year tenure with the Lions. Uh, sounds like he's free to go anywhere. I assume that he would provide some uh, – you know, some, some aid and on a playoff bound team, uh, typical, uh, losing a, a pretty good guy, um, that I feel like did some good things for us, uh, never really got to hit that elite level or just really get a true opportunity to play a full season. Um, but this goes back to, you know, I know these, these picks that we have, it's very hard for us to retain them. So, you know, another one bites the dust and, uh, you know, I wish him well. I'm hoping I'm hoping Ragnow and Sewell are starting to buff that trend a little and Swift are starting to kick that trend in the in the rear end a little bit. But yeah, uh, it's just a shame that Deshaun Hand couldn't stay healthy, you know. So he's out. I don't know. Extending running backs always seem to come back to bite you a little bit. Maybe <laughs> let Swift walk. We'll see. McCaffrey's Shut not up, staying Drew. healthy. You're gonna jinx it. <laughs> you no, I, I want to. I want to see him in our blue for a while, but we'll see. Too early to tell on that one. Yeah, TBD. Yep, another one gone. So, uh, you know, looking looking forward to next week, uh, Lions Vikings. Uh, actually, no. Let's let's go into the the good old predictions that we had for for last week. Uh, mine was Swift and Jamal touchdown each. Didn't work out. So Swift left in the first half, and Jamal didn't get in the end zone, but had a pretty good game. So I'm still winless. <laughs> <laughs> so bad so bad I i'm gonna give really... myself a pat on the back for mine even though i said Boyle touchdown on the first drive goff played touchdown on the first drive and i said we would win if we scored over 16 and a half points i believe i said and we only gave up 16 i'm willing to give drew a so, w for his prediction i'll, t- I'll take a half way on that i know it may be a little sibling rivalry rivalry here but i'm willing to impart a w upon drew for his uh prediction <laughs> I'll take 0.5 of a win, just yeah. like the Lions had a few weeks ago. So, Matt, you, you, also, point, you also had a 0.5 because you, listen, you got I half of it, I right? should have a fucking one in that fucking column if it wasn't for that offensive line. I should be raising my hands like, and flying the W like the Chicago Cubs right now, but I'm not. So, here we are, 0.5. Mark it down. Higher than me. Higher than me. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you still have not – you got a goose egg. And the thing is, it's not – I they're not even bold or, like, insane out in left field predictions. Like, I mean, maybe a few are. I will admit that. But, but I think a lot of these are realistic. Like <laughs> – Start going crazy. Maybe something will hit. <laughs> but, like, there's, there's, there's no fun saying, like, wait, 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 what, what do I got to do to get a win at this point? Goff here's goes a, over, a question, over 100 here's yards a next game. <laughs> like, here's a question. No guarantee. Who breaks the goose egg first, James or the actual Lions? 
I'm rooting against you, James. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's that's too. messed up. I am too. <laughs> no, I, I that would actually be really bad if I if I can't get an actual prediction win. Yeah, no, I'll uh December is my month. It's my birthday yeah, month. Gonna, it's uh it is the time. You can only will, keep a good man down for so long. Yeah. I'm gonna bat five hundred with my predictions this month. I'm calling it now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, watch, watch and learn. So all right, so we have Lions Vikings week uh Jeez, week 13 or 14? Where are we at? 13. 13. 13. Jeez. Uh, week 13, Lions, Vikings. Vikings getting seven. Uh, in Minnesota? In, in Detroit. In Detroit. No, in Detroit. In Detroit. In Detroit. So, yes. minus seven Vikings on the road. 46 and a half right now. I think that's high. I think every – line that the Lions have had in the 40s has not hit the over in quite some time, probably outside of that Bengals game. I think we just spend more time talking about the first half over under more than anything, guys. <laughs> well, oh, did they? Well, no, they actually, they lost that one again. Yeah, because I think the line last week for the first half was eight. 23 and a half this week, gentlemen. Oh, first half? No shot. Total points, not just the Lions. Yeah, yeah no, total. Total points, 23 and a half. There's no shot. I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. There's no shot. So, all right. I mean, you know, the Vikings, you know, still, I guess, in the hunt, more to say. Um, They're very much so in the hunt. Yeah. Um, so, this is a big game for them. Uh, obviously, goes without saying. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is a must-win game, no exception uh, for them. Where where are we seeing this one? Just you know, another home game for the Lions. No no Swift. Assuming Goff is healthy enough, uh, you know, covering close blowout. What's the gut feeling today? I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. I feel like I, I, just, I feel like the and I feel like the defense for us is clicking a little bit. Um, you know, we've been fairly consistent. It's like a bend, don't break mentality. Hold to field goals, get a couple turnovers when you have to. Um, I, I feel like there's been a bit of a change on there. So, I mean, if we're rolling into predictions now, I could give that, but I, I feel like I, I, I don't think we're going to win the game. Honestly. I, I mean, I feel like that's a safe bet every week for us. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout loss. Now Vikings have been scoring a lot the last what, six weeks, basically, since we played them. They have 27-plus points every week since playing us, except one. I think we're going to hold them to 21 or less. Um, I, I don't think we're going to score over 21, but I just feel like we're clicking a little bit on that side of the ball. Just try to hold Kirk Cousins a little bit, uh, a couple turnovers if we could force it. Dalvin Cook's out. Um, so, I mean, I'd love to see a win. We'll see. But uh, let's just try to slow them up a little bit. Uh, this this schedule. Uh, Adam Thielen came out and he said that the Vikings are treating this game like a playoff game because last year they had the same record through twelve games as they do as they do right now, and he said they kind of let their foot off the gas the last couple of games last year, and they ended up finishing like two and three down the stretch and they missed the playoffs. So he said he just flat out 
came out and said the Vikings are going to treat this game like a playoff game. You know, I think given the way the Lions fought last game against them, uh, and, you know, I was really impressed with the Vikings against the Packers. They've been scoring points. Um, this game could get ugly pretty quick with the way the Vikings throw the balls if the Lions don't get pressure. Like, they have, been, they have not been getting pressure recently. So, yeah, I mean, if they have a game like they just had against the Packers two weeks ago, that was a straight shootout. Right. You know, we're, we're toast. We're not competing. Right. It'll, it'll be a long day for us, right? Vikings, I think, dropped it. You know, they went down a notch in a defensive, I think, just power. But um, they're still they're still a well-rounded team. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, another one, another one, another one. I, I we're we're in a tough situation. Minus seven, I think, is a realistic line for them. But um, I can easily see this going over. If I was betting, I'm probably having the Vikings cover. I'm smart. Yeah, I agree. I think seven's a good number. It's a perfect number. Um, I could see the game closing in like a six to eight range. That's that's pretty realistic. So the numbers, the numbers spot on. So penalties uh you know going going back to you know the last two rants i had for being on the defensive end still not capitalizing on the turnovers uh and uh one day my wish will be fulfilled and that game we win this year will be because of that so i don't think we're picking cousins off twice though we're getting some fumbles so they got some good vets on that side of the ball so uh all right <laughs> So what's the prediction for the game? Let's do a, a player prediction. Godwin Iguabuque touchdown. Mark it down. Swift is out. Iguabuque's got a couple of TDs on the board, or if one TD on the board. Give my man another score this week. Let's do it. And I just gave you mine. I think we hold them to... 21 points or less. I think defense is clicking. Let's let's see it. Show me show me a good uh, performance on defense. Maybe just get lucky and score a few touchdowns. Pick six, give me something to win the game. You said 21 or 27? Uh, 21 or less, I think we're going to hold them to. That's my prediction. They've been scoring 27 or more like it's very easy. Every, every week almost since we played them. Must be so. out your mind, man. So let's see something. Let's see it. We're hoping they got that turkey hangover, huh? I mean, I got a nice lead on James on predictions. So I if, you're thinking, if you're thinking 21 or less, you must be anticipating Melon Vanu playing and Melon Vanu having a good game, given that AJ Parker is going to be out. Kind of just crossing my fingers. Fair enough. But I hope he does play. Yeah. We got to see something from him. Madison's getting 22 fantasy points. If Madison has 22 fantasy points, the Vikings have 30 points in the game. <laughs> that's my call. He's projected for 22? No, no, no. I mean, that's not, that's not my prediction, but I'm just – no, again, say, fan, we're, we're, we're in the most t- intense part of the fantasy seasons, and uh, no, he's getting like 18. I've been holding him on my bench since that first Dalvin Cook injury, and I was like, I'm not letting this man go because every time Dalvin Cook gets hurt, this guy's getting like 17 or 18 a night, and he's actually getting a great matchup this week. So he should actually hit that expectation. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's he's he's hundred percent in that. If he's getting over twenty fantasy points, this is this game. I, Andrew, I mean, I think it's not a crazy bet, but 
uh, I think if Madison, Madison shows up, it's going to be a rough one. Um, Thielen's been playing lights out. Jefferson, uh, again, another unstoppable duo right there. So uh, we'll see. Shock us, as we say every week. <laughs> I mean, they were fairly healthy, I think, when we played them the first time. And that came down to the wire. So try to replicate that a little bit. I'm trying to and, remember. Uh, it was a September game. Yeah, we were actually watching that one together. Final uh, field goal. Beat us. Oh, my God. And over that one. That's right. Yeah. They all blend in now. They all Justin blend. Tucker, Thanksgiving, <laughs> Vikings. It's all the same. It's the Cairo Santos now. Yeah. The Vikings, are bang- the Vikings are banged up on defense a little bit. They got some They got some guys out. So we might be able to score more points in this game than we did in the last one. So we'll see. Reported first by Tim Twentyman. Tim Twentyman. All right. So my prediction is Hawk is getting another touchdown. Back-to-back games. Back-to-backer. Can't hate that one. Don't hate it. Got to get me on the board. (laughs) (laughs) You have to give me something here. Come on, Hawk. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and this guy's got to show up. I mean, if he wants to actually make the big bucks in the next contract, he's what on year three. So uh, clock's ticking. I wonder, you know, it could be, do you think it's extension time for him this year in the off season? Question is, does he take it or do we wait and tag him? I think we tag I don't him know if it's. I don't know if you'd get it this off season. This is this is actually a good question. Do you think getting franchise tagged, even though the team has to pay out of their ass to actually you know pay for that one year, do you think that's a slap in the face to the player? I, I don't like the system personally. I'm maybe I'm biased from a fan's perspective or not liking the owners, but I think it sucks in football. If you can get hurt at any time and they're just going to give you a high money one year contract. And after that, you can, you know, tear something or have some health issues. It's tough in a sport like football. So I'm not a big fan of it. I don't, you I don't can't do anything like about it. it. You have to, you have to take it. Yeah. You got to take it. You got to sign it or, you know, I think you might get a period to get an extension or negotiate, but I don't think there's much going on there. So I'm not a big fan, but I think that's for another day. You get tagged yeah. twice too, and you're just like forced to be on a team that you hate to be on. <laughs> I'm gonna agree. It's, yeah, the franchise tag is just dumb. I hate it. So, okay, that was mutual. I just, I just, I, I don't know if you guys had a different opinion, but no. I feel like that. I feel like you know, with everything changing in sports, baseball's always looking to change something. I feel like that's something with football that might be in the near future because I don't think there's anyone that views that in a positive way. I just don't. You can also look at it for if you're talking about Hawkinson specifically, you know, has he lived up to his top 10 pick hype? You know, there's a lot of factors on that, but you know, is do you think he was worth that that high capital pick? He's been a solid player, but you expect a guy like Travis Kelsey when you take him that high. So, you know, is he worth the franchise tag? Is he worth the extension right now? I think time will tell, but yeah, but I mean, all right, let's break him down then. First year. 32 catches, 370 yards, two touchdowns. Not a bad rookie year, right? Half Maybe. of that was probably in his first game against Arizona, though. I right. remember he had a exactly. huge game when he came up. And then he after that, two, it was I think he mediocre. had two that game, right? He well, had at least one. If he, not ended the, he ended the year on two. Uh, so the last year, played all 16 games, 100 targets, 101 targets, actually, 67 catches. 
he went for 725 last year with six TDs. So, I mean, like that, that's a, that's a very good fantasy year. Like that's like he, he, he would have to be top five in fantasy hundred percent or just overall, you know, production too. And then right now he's, he's, he's right in line with that too. He's probably going to pass. He's hundred percent passing the, all those numbers because he's at 76 targets, 57 catches right now. So he's 10 away from his high and he's a little under 200, 200 yards out from breaking his, his yards high. And I mean, we got six games left. Yeah. I can't remember whether he got hurt making that leap over that defender, whether it was his, whether it was his um, rookie year or his second year, but that he got like, that was the injury that derailed him that one year when he would, he got off to a good start. He tried jumping over that fucking guy and he ended up landing on his head and getting a concussion. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, I mean like, again, yeah, not, not just to say like where he falls in fantasy, but you know, he, he's a, he's a legit tight end. He really is. Um, compared to the other guys that have been drafted, Ebron, uh, Ingram on the Giants. Yeah. Blocking tight end. Uh, but even across the league, like he's actually, he's showing up. Uh, I think I would love to obviously resign him because it would kill to lose another, you know, top first pick and have to do this all over again. I mean, it's not like we have anyone in the, uh, (laughs) in the farm system. (laughs) I am curious to see if they do extend and what his contract's going to be. You got guys like George Kittles that just got extended a few years ago. Is that the baseline for him? Does he want more? Do they not see him as worth that much? A little bit less, less years or something. Uh, so I'm curious to see where he ends up. You know, I hope we do keep him. I like him as a player a lot. But Would you compare him or rank him? better or worse than maybe well waller actually had an insane year last year yeah he had an outlier season i pull back my comparison yeah he was an out (laughs) listen that's going to be an outlier season for darren waller i think he did go back to back 1100 yard seasons waller i'm not buying it but hey the stats back it up i'll take it good well if we give tj the same contract that waller got of four years 30 mil basically I will take that any day of the week from a salary cap perspective, but I, I think he's going to be getting a, a lot more than that. TJ. Yeah. Yes. I think he'll be getting a lot more. I think so too. I think, I mean, and, and again, I, it's slowly increased over the years. Um, you know, again, it all, it all depends on where he actually ends up. So lines though, open the, open the uh, checkbook. Do it now. I think he deserves it after three seasons. Um, if he takes it too, it says a lot. So Open your fucking purse, Martha. Maybe he does believe in the vision that you know Campbell's trying to do, even though we don't have a win. Hard to believe, but uh, here we are. So, all right. So I think that's a wrap for this week, huh? Uh, what do you guys? What are you guys looking to look at or look for next week against the Vikings? What's the one thing you're looking for? I'm looking for a win. Discipline. Discipline and a win. Um, penalties have bit us in the ass. There's no doubt about that. And right. uh, yeah, it's these little things have cost us these games. I, I really think that's yeah. it. On the coaching too. Disciplines on coaching. So let's see if they can improve. We have an extra few days off this week. Um, you know, preparing. Hopefully, a few more practices uh, can really you know lock these guys in and give give them a little more fresh bodies you know leading up to that game and 
I mean, it's putting, we, we, we're in a good situation. I mean, we have a few extra days where we're allowing some other guys to get healthy. Goff is technically off the injured list. So, I mean, let's see what goes down. Um, we'll know more going into, you know, Saturday, if there's any questionables or doubtfuls. Um, Sewell was on the injury report today. And Brockers. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, those were hurt if they're out, but um, you know, it's still Wednesday. So uh, we'll, we'll see what goes down. So. Yeah. Hopefully Mel and Fondo and Ingo Buke have good games. So there's a chance to prove it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Make my prediction. Correct. <laughs> Let's see it. All right, Lions fans. You heard it here. We're calling a win in Detroit on Sunday. I never said that. <laughs> I am now calling it. I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up now. <laughs> See ya. All right, lines up. We'll talk to you.